for those of y'all listening at home, I'm drinking a delicious iced beverage from Taco Bell. You do Taco Bell, Mike? Nah, I'm sick uh, for the 14th consecutive show. I have Pepto-Bismol. If you weren't sick, would you do Taco Bell? No. Five symptom relief. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach. You know, if you're sick, what would do just as well is you could just eat a pound of Taco Bell and you would just shit it all out. (laughs) Diarrhea. That's good. That's good. Let's start the show. It's going to be the best show of all time. The green light. This is going to be... Thank you. Welcoming the listeners. Uh, I am Chris Long. This is my co-host of sorts. Are you a co-host? Yes. Making Gunner. Yep. You are? Well, yeah. I'm always here. And they're... Eh. I'm usually here. There are two <laughs> seats. You've been sick a lot. I'm a co-host or a guest and a regular guest at that. Your autoimmune system is a little bit shaky, and I'm starting to wonder if we can count on you. Yeah. You gave me a good pep talk last night. You said this coming month, December 14th through January the 13th, is a new month for me. Yeah, consider it a month. I'm going to be on a healthy streak. What's happened to you this month? Let's do the health rundown. Uh, Common cold that sat me down for about three weeks. (laughs) And Who gets a common cold and can't do shit for three weeks? And we had the old uh, upset stomach overnight on Tuesday and um, didn't do much Wednesday or Thursday, really. Friday made a couple moves and uh, building strength back. This Pepto is not just a prop. It's a um, part of my life now. It's a solution. Uh, how many LBs are you down? I don't know. I don't check that. I'm not, I'm not, an, I'm not an LB guy. Over, under... Um... I'm going to set the over-under on Macon's weight right now at um, 164 pounds. People on the set, you taking the over or the under? Shout it out. We got two unders and one over. I don't think we talk about my weight No, we don't. I don't want to shame you. And the 164 actually was probably a pretty good line, and I will let you know on our next show. Okay, great. Okay, great. The big news today is last night I was, um, I was on my way home from my last NFL Next show with the wonderful folks at NFL Films. By the way, Steve Sable built an empire up there. It's the coolest thing in the world. You go in there, you can see anything you want from any era of football. Um, and I'm not the biggest football historian, but it's pretty fucking cool. And it's cool to see that he had such a you know, an effect on how that building was laid out. Like, you know, soup to nut, right? Soup to nuts? Yes, Is that nuts. the saying? Nuts. Yes. Soup to nuts. My man laid it out perfectly. Uh, the building is like sprawling with many corridors, and there's a bunch of pictures of football players on the wall. So the way you, you learn to get around is you take a right at, like, Reggie White, or you take a left at, like, uh, you know, Andre Risen. Cool. Uh, and that's how people navigate that building. Anyways... 
Great season NFL next. Shout out to Kay Adams, who claims to be a friend of the program and listens a lot. Uh, is another test to see if you listen to the program, Kay. She doesn't follow me on the internet. Yeah, Kay, follow Macon. Also, glad you're getting a new iPhone. Kay has been just totally reckless rolling with a iPhone 4 from circa 2011. 4S. Whatever it is. Is, is S better than just a regular 4? I think 4S is after the 4. I don't <clears> know if it's better or not. We're cutting hairs here. It was a shitty phone. And it was pink. And for weeks, I said, you ought to get a phone cover. It looked like she took a baseball bat to it yesterday. Mm. So I'm really congratulations to her for wrecking that piece of shit phone and getting a new one. You're only on eight high-paying shows. Maybe, you know, join the uh, 2019s uh, when it comes to the technology. Also, James Coe, analytics guru, next-gen stats, fantasy guru, <laughs> who gave Matt Conrath the advice that's going to get him in the, in the chair to get dyed tips. Uh, when it came down to DK Metcalf or Diggs that fateful night, and uh, Conrath had a choice to make per James Coe, he went with Diggs, uh, and that is the difference, and that's what's going to make him look like a guy from Smash Mouth or Guy Fieri. I can't wait. And we're going to get them on the show soon to die the tips, but long story short, I was on the way back from, from the show, and I was hungry as shit, because on Thursdays, I don't, I don't like eat for a long time because I'm just too busy. Uh, And I thought to myself, where could I drive through quickly and have a good meal? And Taco Bell popped into my head. It had been about a decade since I've had Taco Bell. When was the last time you had Taco Bell? A little over a decade, but we're probably talking uh, one hand worth of Taco Bell visits lifetime, but last time in college. I have a few hands worth of Taco Bell visits, like just in a month in um, in my high school days when I had a metabolism that was much more capable of absorbing all the uh, the ingredients in these uh, very authentic tacos. Yeah, I so got a weak stomach. For the people listening, um, we sent the boys out to go get, to procure some of the best and brightest um, new dishes and old dishes at Taco Bell, because I haven't been in a decade, and I'm hungry, I haven't eaten lunch. So this, this that is a cheesy gordita, Crunch. Haven't had one of these in a decade. Now, this is lukewarm right now, but it looks delicious. Luke. Um, I'm going to eat it right now. It's been a decade. Is it as good as I remember? We also have, uh, what do we have, Cowboy Rita? Doritos Locos? Yeah, you got Doritos Locos. You have the uh, Cinnabons out there. You Doritos Locos, Cinnabons. I have the, the, the Mountain Dew-inspired icy drink, and I have a strawberry-colored drink. No apple empanadas, which was, uh, hold on, I'm going to just fucking eat. I'm hungry. I don't even want to touch this cardboard. Oh, oh. That's, a, that's a Taco Bell pizza. Golly, this is good. Imagine, imagine if this cheesy gordita crunch was not room temperature. Oh, so good. Lettuce. This isn't a steal a base, steal a taco wrap. Isn't that from... The all-star break? What? Yeah, it's a steal a base, steal a taco. Maybe the World Series, but still. None of this stuff is... Taco Bell. Is this out of date? They prepackaged this shit in like June or July, and we're just eating old Taco Bell shit. Hey, by the way, not a sour cream guy necessarily all the time. Mm -mm. No. The good news is room temp sour cream isn't the worst thing in the world. 
Um, I was gonna say, somebody online told me like, yeah, I'll wash that down with some strawberry drink. Not as good as the Mountain Dew drink. Mountain Dew drink, pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, this is a, it's an icy Mountain Dew inspired drink that I'm. Hey, and the listeners should know that um, this video service is is free ninety nine. Yeah, on the YouTube platform. Free of charge on the YouTube channel. Mm. Chalk Media, Greenlight Pod. Holy see all shit. the fish bowls. Mm. We'll never see this again. God, Loa, God, uh, God, what is God? God willing. Yeah, Lord willing. Lord willing. Uh, you know, this is like the lettuce on this thing. The iceberg lettuce is like you got it from a farmer's market. Where are they getting their locally sourced ingredients here? Uh, somebody told me last night that if I'm going to go to Taco Bell, the scoop is that they have these new things that are called apple empanadas. Empanadas? Empanadas. You would think it'd be empanada. Because a pinata is a pinata. Checks I don't know. Uh, it sounds disgusting to me. It sounds like a high-risk, high-reward purchase from Taco Bell. If I were to liken it to a football signing, it would be Antonio Brown. Going to wreck the locker room. Going to be productive. Won't know till tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad they, they were out of apple and pinatas at Taco Bell. But, oh, this cheesy gordita crunch. It's like meeting an old friend. That you just pick right up and... and it's like you never missed a day. Since my locker room is already wrecked, I'm about to take down some bismuth mm. subsilicate 525 mg's of that good stuff. Oh, gonna go right down the hatch. Holy shit! Mmm. Is this farm to table? Mmm. Yeah, this is naturally occurring. Uh. Yeah, they don't have pink food in nature, bro. This is all nature right here. Also, I don't want to eat my whole cheesy gordita crunch, and I'm going to be eating through the entire pod. I probably won't eat that Taco Bell pizza. For those of you watching on YouTube, that is what a Taco Bell pizza looks like. Actually, it doesn't look that bad, actually, now that I'm picking it up. Let me take a bite. Oh! oh. <laughs> Not good, huh? Oh, he spit it out. Holy. He spit it out. What are you, six? <laughs> you spit it out. I was disgusting. I'm overheating. What did it taste like? Ah. Um. Use like I ate a piece of carpet from like, like the floor of a, of a commercial airliner. <laughs> Oh, that hasn't been cleaned in a while. Let's try the Dorito. Is this the Doritos Locos? By the way, Reed, is this it? Cowboy yeah. Reed? Yep. Okay. Ugh, that looks kind of gross. I feel like I should be making this more compelling uh, audially. No, so not into the Doritos Locos. <laughs> but I'm, I'm legitimately disgusted by what you're doing. And I'm cracking a beer. It's the weekend. Concentrating on not. I'm cracking a Waterboys Champion, Champion Brewing Company. Local Waterboy, shout out to Waterboy, shout out to Champion. Um, delicious beer is going to wash these gorditas down as we run through the open here. Uh, ah. How do you fucking put lipstick on a pig with that thing? With that, with that Taco Bell pizza? I guess 
If we, hey, if we empty out the pizza and your spit up from this box, would you sign it and maybe give it to a, a listener or a viewer? I would be very afraid of that listener or viewer that would be willing to procure that item. Just a thought. Oh, Mountain Dew is so good, though. Uh, so last night, I said last show, let me grab this Gordita. Last show at NFL Next, and it was wonderful. Uh, we had Ed Reed. Ed Reed. When you meet somebody who's a, a god in the game of football, which is what Ed Reed is, uh, being humble, being personable, is not always an automatic. And this cat is all of the above, really engaging, really good on TV, and very chill. The only thing that was screwed up for me was, excuse me, that was a Mountain Dew burp. Icy Mountain Dew burp. Um, like when you're sitting there on set with him, he's just like one of those ultimate vets that you could just listen to tell stories and riff on issues in the NFL and like whatever. I could listen to Ed Reed talk about anything football related. And I'm on set and he makes his first point during the broadcast and like people are looking at me like, oh, kicking it back to you, Chris. And I'm just like, mm. that was cool. Oh, fuck, I gotta do the show too. Uh, so it was a little bit... I, you know, it's certainly, I've done shows with a lot of cool people. I just did one with Dwight Freeney. He played my position. He's one of the greatest of all time. But Ed Reed was uh, was something cool, uh, you know, just sharing a set with him. And, and also, they gave me uh, a nice present at the end of at the end of the year. Uh, the Amazon folks, NFL Next folks, uh, gave me this cool picture. They framed one of my favorite pictures of all time. That's Robert Quinn, Nick Fairley, Michael Brockers, myself, William Hayes, Aaron Donald, not pictured, Eugene Sims, Kendall Langford, and more. That was the best defensive line I ever played on. Uh, no disrespect to any other D-lines. Holy shit, that was like 300 sacks um, before it's all said and done with that group there. I mean, because Rob's now north of 70. Aaron Donald will be at 100 before you know it. Uh, you know, a bunch of those guys were were underrated. We had a lot of a lot of dogs on that group. A lot of fun dudes. William Hayes, shout out to William Hayes. One of the best teammates I ever had. Very underrated player. Oh, another burp. Starting to be the beer and the tacos now. Mm. Not to disgust any of the listeners out there, but I also want to shout out um, the man of the year guys. Nominees, right? Hard right turn here. Yeah. You took another bite. You know, one of the worst things about winning the man of the year is the overcoming, the overpowering guilt that's associated with being named the, the, the man of the year when you just don't feel like you're the best guy. You know, there's 32 dudes who are all amazing people and do amazing work. And the fact that one person has to win it kind of sucks. And I never felt good about that last year. I mean, I'm like going to the thing with everybody. I'm like, what if I win? Like, these dudes are all like better dudes than me. And also the thing about man of the year is everybody will always have you with that gotcha moment. If you ever do something they don't like, it's not just they're shocked and they're mad, they're disappointed, you know? Yeah. And I also don't know if the voters were saying you are the best person. Well, I hope not. I think your contributions are so outsized mm -hmm. that you are worthy of the honor. Yeah, no doubt. Just people need to understand, I'm a good person. I'm not the best person, you know what I mean? And I just think under promise, 
over deliver has always been my motto. It's hard to do that when they make you stand up there and talk about like world peace. Like I, you know, like uh, among all these amazing dudes in this room and the legacy of the guys that came before us, it's just humbling. So I want to shout those guys out. I mean, they're all winners. Everybody who got nominated last year was a winner. Uh, you know, guys I'd like to keep an eye on. Obviously, Malcolm Jen- Jenkins, my teammate, who's nominated this year. Also, Kyle Rudolph, who deserves to win. I mean, this guy does a ton of great work. Go check out what he does. Greg Olson got snubbed so many times. Holy shit. Not that I think this award really... I mean, it means something because it legitimizes your charity and whatnot, but the good work you do stands alone. Like, you don't need any awards. And But Greg Olson been stumped so many times. I think one time there were, like, two guys that won, and he had to, like, stand there with the two guys that won it. Like, what the fuck? He also probably thought it was a little weird that I won it because Greg Olson, I used to crash his couch in college uh, on spring break. He had a brother, has a brother. Christian. Christian Olson, Virginia quarterback. And uh, I used to uh, go with Chris down to South Beach, spring break, college kid, crash on Greg Olson's couch, absolutely trash the place, like a fucking animal. And I think probably when I won, he was looking at me like, this guy? This guy? Still owes me a dry cleaning bill. Yeah, I I do. I, I owe him a couple bills probably from those weekends. So shout out to the man of the year, guys. I also want to... um. I want to make this a Friday thing because you're such a mu- music fan, right? Yes. Download a lot of new music. Yes. A lot of Kenny Chesney, different live albums. Yeah, actually, I do. What happens when you run out of Kenny Chesney? Just go back and listen to <laughs> I go back. <laughs> oh, nice. You just go back. Good job. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Mm-hmm. It's a funny story about Macon between, well, I want to talk about music. That's a long story short here. But funny thing with Macon is um, we used to ride around in his white Jeep Grand Cherokee. Con. And high school was black. In college, there was a white one. Fuck me. He dropped Gordita on his oh shirt. Oh, my God. It's a nice shirt, too. Come on. Are we going <laughs> to? Try to do a pod here. It's, I guess I need a new one. It's stained. Don't worry about it. We'll get a new shirt. We're, mo- we're monetized on YouTube. He just wiped Gordita on his sleeve tattoo as if that... It'll blend in. ...doesn't touch his body. There's no time to... to... Where was I? Oh, yeah. Funny you, story you're, you're, about you're, a Jeep. Yeah, all the, cher- the Grand Cherokees you've had. Sounds like the had. start of a Kenny Chesney song. Well, we used to ride and, and rock out to Kenny Chesney. In fact, we went up and saw Kenny Chesney in... in um, that was when Richie Incognito saw us in the crowd and came over because we played together and he ripped your shirt. Yeah. Said hello. Introduced himself and ripped rip my shirt. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yep. Um, yeah. Kenny Chesney. It was always Kenny Chesney. It was, who else do you mix in with Kenny Chesney? Eric Church. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what range. Um, <laughs> But you were rangy because sometimes I would get in the car and you would play me your play-by-play. We would oh, just be riding yeah. in the car and making used to do, what'd you do, high school basketball game? Well, the pinnacle of the career was the 08 ACC tourney mm-hmm. when the Virginia Sports Radio Network used to cover every single game of the ACC tourney. Mm-hmm. Can't have one guy do all those games. Yeah, so you would do that sometimes. So I did a few games and yeah, I had the, the, 
believe you called it a CD that I would roll around with and yeah. play occasionally. You like CDs? I called a Carolina game in that ACC tournament. That Carolina team won the Natty title with Tyler Hansborough. So I used to get in the car and have to listen to his play-by-play the entire ride to where were we going. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I couldn't listen to music, nothing. I had to listen to, you know, one of my best friends just talk more, which I'm paying you back for now, a decade plus later. Uh, but I want to do this thing on Friday. It's called, well, it's not really called anything. It's what I'm listening to lately. Uh, and anybody listening to the pod, please aggregate your suggestions based on my musical taste and Macon's musical taste, which consists of Eric Church and Kenny Chesney and possibly Luke Bryan. When it's my turn, you'll see that okay. <laughs> I have, what's the word? Range. Evolved. So there's, so there's three songs. In, in the, first off, there's three songs that I've probably been on listening to a lot this, this week. Number one, for Jane's Addiction, Jane's Addiction fans, uh, of which I am a moderate Jane's Addiction fan, Summertime Rolls is skyrocketing on my list of Jane songs. Um, I think it's about ecstasy. Don't know. Neither of us do ecstasy. No. We don't do drugs. Um, X. X, as the kids call it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do, the kids are doing stuff like Molly now. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it's all bad to me. I like life enough as it is. I don't need that stuff. Yeah. Where are you on weed? Cannabis? Uh-huh. I am high on cannabis. Okay. Um, Got it. I could use some cannabis right now to make this gordita a little bit more delicious than it already is. He's on number two. Um, this is a, a song off 1998 album, Nothing, or 1988 album, Nothing Shocking. Again, it's Summertime Rolls. Check it out. If you, if you don't like Jane's, uh, go, go back and look. Um, this is a great song. They, uh, they had a lot of influence on like a ton of people you don't realize about. Like if you go back and listen to Jane's Addiction in, in the 80s, like they were ahead of their time. And they influenced people like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, Flea played with them at one point. But they just had too many breakups, I think was the problem. And they couldn't keep up with the, the scene they created. Uh, I wish Jane's Addiction could have done it again and realized their full potential. I have another burp coming. Is that the beer? Uh, also, another one is Elmore James. Elmore James dust my broom. He is the slide guitar king. If you are not familiar with this cat, um, Sky is crying is also a great song. But this is a new one for me, uh, as far as being in the rotation heavily. It's my AM shower song. Nothing gets you going in the morning like a little slide guitar. Originally not his, a little history lesson on him. That was Robert Johnson, 1936, who wrote that song. Uh, Elmore learned on a, a, a diddly bow, which I had no clue what that was. Maybe some music snobs do. But amazing the ingenuity some people who were really influential in this era had to apply to learn music and, uh, and create music in the Deep South. So my man died at 63 of a heart attack in Chicago, uh, or in 63. Um, had a bad he didn't live that long he had a bad heart condition uh he influenced a lot of my favorite artists stevie ray vaughn uh for sure keith richards uh and then frank zappa uh, who's a great guitarist questionable personal personal life political views etc uh who will we be listening to in 70 years like because i'm thinking about you know elmore james like 
somebody like that or anybody that that was playing in the 50s and we're still listening to it 70 years later i don't know who are we going to be listening to in the year 2100 or 2090 it's a very good question i do have a lot of motown in my catalog mm-hmm. perhaps the motown that we listen to today it's could still be listened to 50 years old will be 150 years old and i'll still be listening um, I think we might be listening to uh, Sound and Fury in 70 years. Mm. You know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy doesn't listen to any music. Uh, also, it is Goat Week. It is Otis Redding Week. Otis Redding passed away in 1967, December 10th, uh, in a plane crash in Wisconsin. My son Luke, his middle name is Redding. Uh, there were a couple names in the mix. Whitman was one for the Walt Whitman Bridge. Did a little reading on Walt Whitman's personal ideology. Decided to pass on that. Uh, Otis Redding, he's the GOAT. I like him even more than Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, any of that. I know that could be controversial. It's not that I don't enjoy Sam Cooke, and I love that documentary. It just came out, and by the way, including Sam, Sam Cooke's um, original recording of Change is Gonna Come. I like Otis is better. I don't know if that's a hot take. Is that, is that fucked up to say? Somebody on set said no. No. Uh, one's a lot cleaner. Um, and one's just, uh, just a little bit more raw. And ironically, a lot like Sam Cooke, Otis didn't get to enjoy possibly his biggest hit, which he recorded right before he, he died in that plane crash. Tragically, was uh, Dock of the Bay. He didn't really, and that's the one most people know, but he didn't really get to enjoy that. A lot like Change is Going to Come, which um, obviously Sam Cooke died, uh, was killed uh, in Los Angeles, I believe it was. You can go check that documentary out. It's pretty good. Uh, but the song I've been listening to a lot, and I've been bumping Otis all week, uh, is I've Been Loving You Too Long. Tremendous song. Go to my Twitter. Check out the video that I posted the other day. It is mystifying. Uh, it's easily one of my favorite songs that he did. And when you look at Otis Redding, like song rankings, nobody gets it right. And that's the beautiful thing about Otis Redding is like you could like any number of his songs. There's no right answer. Uh, but Try a Little Tenderness, probably a little bit overrated in my opinion. Not my cup of tea. If I had to pick a favorite right now, it's You Don't Miss Your Water. Uh, and, and Sturgill covers that a lot. Uh, he's covered it a few times. I think I've seen him cover it once or twice. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I also like Tennessee Waltz. I've been loving you too long. Cigarettes and coffee. Um, gosh. I think you like my lover's prayer. Yep. Lover's prayer. Uh, I have a whole list here. Uh, I'm forgetting half of them. So anyways. Oh, there they are. I had a whole list here. I wrote it on the board. Um, Lover's Prayer, Dock of the Bay, I think is way down. But if I was doing a Greatest Hits, you would also include deeper cuts, like Let Me In. Too Late is one that people know a lot from sampling fame. Uh, Rock Me Baby, Pain in, the heart, pain in My Heart. Um, and, of course, Change is Gonna Come. I don't know if you can count that in the, um, in the Greatest Hits catalog because it's not his his, but... Uh, an all-time classic. Also, did a lot philanthropically, which I had no idea. Uh, you know, I was doing some more reading on him this week, and he had like 
a camp for disadvantaged kids and all that stuff. Like he seemed like a good dude, man. Major man crush on Otis Redding. If I had a list, and we can do this another time of of, of artists you would you you wish were cryogenically frozen, like Han Solo, Otis is in that list, no doubt about it. Um, so, what's next? Nice list. Well, yeah. let me talk to you about my week in music. Oh, and I want to take you back to last Saturday. Let's go. I go back. The at the uh, Atlantic Coast Conference football championship game. No. Oh which is where uh, on our football road trips, I listen to the bulk of my music. Yeah. Put the AirPods in. I'm on bus four. Yeah. There are four buses. Three buses are, are full of football players and football coaches, bus four support staff. And you're not, you're not even a former football player, for the record, for people wondering out there. I think a lot of people, just because you're a hulking frame. Yeah, just a guy. <laughs> but I wear the gear, and I got a cool backpack, Mm. And I got AirPods mm. and I get off near the front of the bus where, you know, players and coaches such as Marcus Hagens are getting off. So mm-hmm. I'm walking right behind Coach Hagens on Saturday and the ABC, no, sure. and the ABC cameras are, are in our faces. So I'm thinking, you know, I might get a little screen time because it'll get Biscuit. Biscuit starts to fumble with his suitcases. And so then I know we're not going to be on the, <laughs> on the pregame cut of the who's walking into Bank of America Stadium. But I wanted to uh, read to you, if that's okay, what was in my ears. Holy shit. Yeah, can you do that? But can I note that these are amazing? What are these? I don't know. Show me the inside. What are these? Reed, Cowboy Reed? Taquitos. Taquitos. They look like a taquito, but they've got something else going on with the wrapping. Can I see the inside? Oh, orange and brown. Hmm. Nice. So this is what I was uh, listening to. And I think it might give you a glimpse into a, uh, a wider range, as you said earlier. Oh, my God. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking. How? Everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Blow. Adele. Snap back to reality. That's oh, Adele. there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbity. Choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up that easy. No, he won't have it. He knows his whole back. So these ropes, it don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again. Yo, this whole rhapsody. <laughs> better go capture this moment and hope it don't pass him. Better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. Better never let it go. Go. You only get one shot. So that is Lose Yourself, a song by American rapper Eminem from the soundtrack to the 2002 motion picture, Eight Mile. And that's what I had uh, walking into the stadium last week. So that's your song of the week? Yes. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Yeah. That would have been cool if we did this podcast about 16 years ago. The song incorporates several aggressive themes, largely dealing with the struggles dealt with by B-Rabbit and how he eventually overcomes his many problems and obstacles to gain the respect of other rappers. Holy shit. There's a little, there's a tie in there because we're trying trying to gain the respect of other podcasters. Yeah, and just average Joe is trying to mix in with the football players and coaches. Right, and we're self-deprecating. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I just did was was serious. No, I don't. But yeah, in general. That's great, man. I'm glad you're listening to 20-year-old rap songs. Thanks. I'm glad you're listening to 
70 year old awesome music yeah okay um garrett cole this week he can buy a lot of taco bell yeah buy a lot of haircuts he already bought he bought himself a haircut he signed with the uh he's a pitcher big baseball watcher so i've been watching him a lot and uh can you spell garrett g-e-r-r-i-t you got it um evidently he grew up a yankees fan in California, fucking front runner. Mm. Well, he just signed a three hundred forty or three hundred twenty-four million dollar deal with the Yankees. So I, it begs the question that before he totally sold out and sold his soul, is he the richest guy in the world with a mullet? Hmm. No, the answer is no. Richard Branson is. Aha! Uh-huh. You would classify that as a mullet, wouldn't you, Richard? There. I guess so. I think the the question is is he is he combing that back in front? Does it qualify as as flow? Yeah, my man's got my man's hair. Okay. Yeah, he'll brush it back. Sometime. Verified mullet. Yeah, very. And when you mix the mullet with the, uh, I, I I don't want to I don't want to assume, but I think that's dyed. The mullet. His hair. Yeah, your son has a mullet. Yeah, Waylon has a mullet. I remember the first time. Waylon saw um, Mike Gundy on TV. It was magical. Yeah, uh, it was. It was like that moment that kids in the Gatorade commercial saw Michael Jordan dribbling a basketball. Waylon saw that he didn't know what the fuck he wanted to do, but he wants to do something, and he wants to keep his mullet. The mullet is involved. But Richard Branson is probably the richest guy with a mullet. I'm saying he's. I'm anti Branson mullet. You don't think it's a mullet? Uh, nah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> What's on your fucking khakis? Macon's got some shit on his khakis. Bro, did you spit up onto my computer? No, you got a refried bean in your USB port. Yo, that's what you did. <laughs> I didn't do that. My computer was down there when you spit up pizza. Not at all. No, I promise you that wasn't it. <laughs> There's no How way. did that get in there? All. all Look the, at my pants. All the regurgitated... Um, Taco Bell pizzas. Holy smokes. What was that? Yeah. I don't, check it out. The refried bean just smashed in the USB port. It's not even chewed. You think I spit that up? Here. Oh, You're okay, dude. Chill. Look at that. I'm going to put it on. It, That's my pant. Yeah, it looks like, looks like you were getting a lap dance from somebody who ate Taco Bell yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take a read. Just give him the fucking laptop. He'll live. Oh. Looks like you went to Uptown Cabaret and they had free taco night the night before. <laughs> On your Dockers. Are those Dockers? Nah. Chalk budget, we're going to get you some new khakis. Oh. I'll get you a gift card to Belk. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to the Belk Bowl. These are, the, these, you, these we, are bonobos. All, these are like $80 pants. That's how you say that company's name? How would you say it? Bonobos? I have a pronunciation issue. It's like my one learning disability that kind of, yeah, you know, we'll be all right, man. Do you really use USB stuff a lot? I can't. Honestly, my brain isn't really working at the moment because I'm so If you know Macon and and how neat freak he is and how germaphobe he is, the fact that he has, he's smelling the refried beans. Is there any chocolate of any sort over here? No, dude, that has nothing to do with me. There's not even beans... 
Smell that. This chocolate. What? Where? Nothing. Where are they? There's no beans, bro. There's one in your USB port. You want me to get it smell out? It. No, I want you to smell it. It smells like chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's chocolate for sure. Oh, you know what it was? There was a piece of Powerball on the ground. Why was there a piece of Powerball on the ground? Because it fell out of my hand earlier when I was doing like a mid-morning snack. We'll fix this, okay? Hey, guys, if you're listening out there, we're going to do a khaki drive for Macon. Around the holidays, I know there's a lot of toy drives to choose from. There's all sorts of great causes of Salvation Army. We're going to do a khaki drive for Macon. I'm going to put on my Twitter, well, we'll we'll do an address, and you guys, people can send boxes of khakis. What are your khaki size? Uh, 34 waist, 34 length. That's not funny. Uh, anyways, Garrett Cole, huh? Actually, 33 waist, 34 length. 33 waist, huh? Yeah. And also, you said I was going to I think get, Waylon is a 33 waist. You said I was going to get socks for Christmas, and you never put out an address, and somebody asked, and I said, yeah, I guess I so just So we'll add this out. to this. The sock drive is the khaki drive is the sock drive. And also, it's not Christmas yet. Have some fucking patience. It's like my son with his advent calendar. It's not Christmas yet. Patience. Do we need to get you on an advent calendar? Well, don't, doesn't he get to open one a day? Yeah, one a day, but that doesn't mean you get to eat all of them. You got to wait for Christmas. Like Bad Santa. Great movie. Uh, what would you do with $324 million besides buy a bunch of new khakis? New computer as well. No, nah, the computer's going to be fine. If I had $324 million, I'm going to get a couple computers in case it's Powerball. And it's a, called a Powerball? Yeah, like something that they make with almond butter and... Uh, you know, chocolate chips. It's like an energy ball. This sucks. <laughs> Maybe you should look where you put your... My rug, damn it. I, I, you think I care about your khakis? This rug is iconic. Um, can I say what I would buy with $324 Because eventually we got to go on with this pod. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Garrett Cole, $324 million to the Yankees. So immediately, I'm getting a driver, right? Productivity, sit in the back. I've run out of time to do things as a retired NFL player. I'd get a driver. I would also have somebody, I would have somebody that I was like, that had like a, an earpiece on and I had a microphone on and they're like sworn to secrecy about like the details of my life, but not that anybody cares or that I'm like a closed book, but I would want to just talk into the microphone and like basically a, a human voice recorder, somebody to, to scribe my notes. If I have a random thought, so I don't forget it later, just somebody who's wholeheartedly dedicated to being my memory. Can other people see this person? No. Okay. I don't know how that's going to work, but just somebody that can take notes for me all day. Um, also somebody to roll my joints. I have that now. You know what a dictaphone is? No. Okay. This is a piece is a clean podcast, bro. Speaking of that, did you see the dick fish this week? <laughs> no. No, I sure. We didn't. have that element. Thousands of penis fish wash onto California beach. That absolutely looks somewhat like a penis, and it's disgusting. Imagine one of those brushing up on your leg 
when you're when you're diving in some idyllic coral reef. Where are those where do those fish swim, guys? Pacific Coast. Pacific Coast. Great white sharks, penis fish. No thanks. Are we still on what you're buying with 324 mil? Yeah. Um, but I want to show you the penis fish. No, I thought that's among the things you're buying. No, I'm not buying any of those fish. But I'm going um, to have a joint roller because I don't really do that. Not that you know anything about. Like, I literally wouldn't know how to start to do that. Yeah. Um, it would just be nice to have somebody like that that can do that for me um, on the reg. And then also I saw this Manhattan Beach Strand house at $16.5 million. If I'm working in the budget, that's 3808 The Strand. Anybody listening in California, just drive by and check it out. Maybe it's, it's open house day. Go in and check it out. Well worth it. The Strand in Manhattan Beach, I trained there one, uh, one off season is an awesome place. Shout out to uh, Shellbacks is a bar. One of Ryan Rosillo's favorite bars. Uh, also, can you pull up the picture of Ryan Rosillo sitting alone at the, the Boston Celtics game? Mm. <laughs> Courtside seats at the Celtics game. His, 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 he claims he bought three seats so he could be alone. He does have a wide uh, footprint. Yeah, a lot of upper body work at the gym. We had a whole discussion on the Ringer pod about things that are acceptable to do alone and not do alone. I feel like an NBA game is perfectly acceptable, but if you're going to have empty seats on either side of you, it could get awkward, especially the week we discussed how many things he does alone. A lot. He does a lot of things alone. I respect that. He also lives in Manhattan Beach. Uh, so he loves the, he loves the Strand, um, and that is one house I would buy. It's $16.5 million. I also would get a G5 airplane, that's $58.5 million. Uh, my research tells me that that does 7,000 nautical miles at 0.85 Mach, whatever that means. I think it just means you get to the East Coast to the West Coast in four-ish hours. Huh. If you could do a skin it with a G5, what, what do you think you're doing? Like camo or? I haven't been listening. Yeah, I'm talking about a large airplane that you could buy with the money that you would, that you would procure from a, a $300 plus million dollar contract and what's the question if you could like skin it you know how you can skin your oh, you know you. like what what kind of skin would you put on your large airplane yeah paint um, job like um what is it burberry yeah that's super fucking dumb <laughs> um, <laughs> that's mean uh i need a, another taquito holy hell Burberry would look cool. I don't do sugar, really, and I'm pretty sure there's some sugar in this Mountain Dew Frosty. I have some on my pants if you're laughing. Uh, I would also probably buy a submarine. I love seeing things underwater. I was reading about it. 600000 is an entry-level submarine. Not bad. For $324 million, I could get a bunch of entry-level submarines, and we could just have a submarine gang. Probably a lot of rules. Nah. Prices on subs are too high, so you know the, the ones the upper echelon ones that are like five thousand square feet, they're like an apartment that you can go see the fish with the with the light bulb on their head. Yeah. Um you're like in a fucking penthouse, three thousand leagues under the sea. 
the view of giant squid. They're they're eighty million dollars. I'm not going to do that. It's too much of my budget. So I need to get a value sub somewhere in the middle. By the way, I read that James Cameron is a recreational submariner. Rumor has it. Who could tell you? James. Hard to see. Hard to see underwater. Uh, also, I would get this Virgin Gorda 15-bedroom ultra-luxury beachfront estate in Maho Bay, Virgin Gorda. Uh, Virgin Gorda is one of the most magical places on Earth. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, it says it's an income generation opportunity. Nah, don't need it. I got 324 million bones. I'm gonna, one time I was in uh, Virgin Gorda and I saw a six-foot barracuda swim right by me. I'm going to go back and find that fucker and just flex on him. I pitch for the Yankees. What's up? Mm. Don't scare me anymore. Also, I won't have to buy weed from the guy by the public park in Virgin Gorda anymore. Put that on. Um, true story. I bought weed from a guy in uh, Virgin Gorda. And I was like, can you pre-roll him for me? And he's like, absolutely, you got to give me the money now and I'll meet you back here in three hours. I was like, bro, I am some kind of a sucker, but I really want him to roll these joints. And I trust people. Sometimes. Guys seem nice. In America, that would never happen. He came back on the hour, three hours later, with a bunch of beautiful pre-rolled homegrown joints. That's heartwarming as hell. Wouldn't have to deal with him anymore. Shout out to that guy. 2004 ACC tournament. Matt Kingston and I drove down to Greensboro, North Carolina because our parents let us for some reason. Spring break. 04, yeah, maybe 03. And a guy rolled up to us in a gas station parking lot, asked him if we wanted any trees. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, in 03, you didn't? Nah. And Kingston had the smarts to just say... No, no, thank you. Man, that reminds me of a time in middle school when the new cool kids, I was new in town. It was actually lower school. It was like third or fourth grade. They took me, uh, I had a sleepover. It was like all day thing. And the new cool kids, they took me to this maple tree and they were like, all right, man, we're going to smoke some weed now. <laughs> and they started picking the maple tree. Yeah. Up, and they got me ready. I was ready. I wasn't in fourth grade. I was in like middle school. And I was going to be willing to try to fire up that maple, those maple yeah. leaves. And then they, right before they all laughed at me. They told what a you dork. What was up? What a dork. That was a little early, though, to know the difference. I was kind of like, man, isn't weed like a, it's a drug? You got this tree right in front of your parents' house. What are your parents into? Mm-hmm. Um, why not, though? Also, the Islanders are, are worth $300 million. You could probably snag them. I would put them on a real island because I'm not really counting the island they're on as an island. With that kind of money, just do one of these Dubai islands. You know, they're just popping up. They're just creating new islands. I would, maybe with my submarine, I would bring people over to the game. Um, You're going to run into some CBA issues. Collective bargaining agreement? Yeah, NHL. I think more like run into some issues with the government trying to put an island off the course, uh, coast of New York. Um, yeah, Burberry's ugly. No, that would look nice on a plane. It would look disgusting. I think I think camo would look way better. Uh, FC Napoli is worth two ninety six. The Sabers are worth two eighty five. No, thank you. The Preds are worth two fifty. 
It's amazing to me that they're worth less than the Sabres. Blues, though, $250 million? Might have to rethink that G5 and snag the Blues. Stanley Cup champs. Sounders? You think uh, buying a, you know, one of those soccer teams would be a good idea? Uh, in a perfect world, yeah. Now, maybe not so much. Sounders of Seattle, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rivalry with the Portland Timbers. You got it. No, I would, I would no also Google track down um, Waylon Jennings, El Dorado. I believe it was in 1976. It was on like um, Bring a Trailer or one of these things like seven years ago, five, seven years ago. And I was going to ask my wife for permission to make a bid. And by the next day, it was gone. I have no idea where that El Dorado is. I doubt that among our many thousand listeners or viewers, uh, the cat that owns that beauty is included. But if you are, I would pay double for it. I would also buy various paintings. I'm really into art. That's a true story. You've been in my house. I like art. Mm-hmm. I'm cultured. I want, when I was Googling rich guy stuff, there's a guy named Mukesh Ambani who's the fourth richest person in the world. He has $29 billion. He has the largest and most expensive home in the world. That's a 27-story skyscraper. It's 550 feet above the Mumbai slums. What an asshole. Mm. I mean, like, depending on how you feel about super rich people, I don't think they're all bad or anything, but guy's got $2 billion, $2 billion into this skyscraper, and he's looking down at just chaos. You say a-hole like Jesse from Breaking Bad every time. Do I? Yeah. On the, uh, on the topic of think people that you sound like, uh, somebody claimed that you sound like Jason Garrett last night in my Instagram comments. Oh, dear. Is that a bad thing? Well, kind of milk toast. Because it's your dead ringer was the, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, this is 4 million square foot skyscraper. Richard Branson, mullet guy, bought Necker Island in the BVI, British Virgin Islands, near Virgin Gorda, for 100K. Now it's worth 60 million. So, yeah. Brad Wall bought your uh, Waylon Jennings 1973 Cadillac El Dorado. Did he really? Yeah, and he's a Saskatchewan premier. What is that? Yeah, I'm going to need a little more time. I think it's... um, Can everybody listening... Would that be a bad thing to get everybody to message Brad Wall? I think it's... it's, uh, He's a government type. Brad. um, I'll do some sketchy political shit. Just... You name it. I need the the L-Dog. I want to put the steer horns on the front. I want to drive Waylon's namesake around in it. Thanks for listening to Greenlight Podcast. Make sure you head over to Spotify and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. That would be terrible. I think we got to talk about sports at some point. Mm. You want to talk about Thursday Night Football? Okay. I guess we could talk briefly about it. It wasn't that exciting to me. I mean, it's always exciting to me watching Lamar carve people up, but it wasn't competitive. Nah. The Jets actually, they moved it. Not unlike... The Virginia Cavaliers yep. but couldn't capitalize early and then had to try to play catch up. And Lotion. <sighs> That's delicious. Uh, what else should I eat while we do this part? I'm starting to feel ill. What is this over here? Do you have a toothbrush in this office? I got a couple toothbrushes. What is this in here? Oh, these are Cinnabon balls. I want to stuff it into my... <laughs> USB port.
<laughs> I was trying to think of another yeah. port, but I don't know I the name of the port. Um, Waterboys beer. Shout out to Waterboys. Oh, shout out to me. Waterboys. That's our thing. Waterboys. Yeah, dude, that's your charity. Oh, I know. So I just shouted myself out. Is that vain? No. Okay. Promo- uh, uh, shameless plug here. So last night was all about the under for me. I took 45 uh, and a half. I took the under thinking that, um, you know, a short week, Lamar's dinged a little bit, evidently. Didn't look dinged to me. Uh, those thigh bruises can be weird, and I thought maybe coming down the stretch here, you know, Greg Roman might use Lamar a little differently, seeing as some of these games aren't going to be worth as much, especially now that they've clinched. So we'll see how that goes. He still ran kind of all over him. He threw for five touchdowns. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, but I thought for a minute there, after thinking the under was dead for much of the game, that in the fourth quarter, we were going to see RG3 soon. I was like, any time now. You know, for a couple reasons. For the under, obviously. <clears throat> but because everybody likes watching Lamar, you don't want to see him get hurt in the fourth quarter. So... Did you see the punt that hit the guy? I was asleep. So in the fourth quarter, you didn't miss much. The only reason I was up, and this is the worst thing about betting like something like an under, is you get teased in, in the fourth quarter thinking, oh, we've got a shot. And all I needed the entire fourth quarter was for no more than three points to get scored. <laughs> Golly, it's sitting right here. It's like it doesn't want to, the Taco Bell does not want to matriculate down the, uh, what is that, the esophagus? I think it's down the esophagus. Whew. Um, I'll check where it is now. <laughs> so, so right after I tweeted that, uh, hey, so the, the punt came down. You didn't get to see it, but uh, the Jets punted the ball to the Ravens, and I needed less than three points to get scored for me to cash in. And uh, the Jets weren't moving the ball anymore, really. I felt really good about that. I thought RG3 is about to come in. They punt the ball. A Raven kind of gets blocked into the punt and it lands on the back of his shoulder pads and then hits his ankle and rolls to the two-yard line where the Jets recover it on the Raven's two-yard line. I'm like, I'm fucked. So these officials get together and review the, the call and it stands. They act like it never hit the dude. It was one of the worst calls I've seen all year. It was really like they were trying to get out of there. Um... And so I tweet that that bad call kept the under alive. Next play. Next play, block punt. Jets get the ball. Touchdown. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. I see that the over, if I have this right, yeah. uh, hit at the end of the third quarter. 42. Not, not for me. I had it at 45 and a half. Got you. I thought mm. you said 40 and a half. No, I had it at 45 and a half. I bought the half point just to be safe. How did that go? Um, it is lodged in your esophagus right now. Okay, good. Taco Bell. Yeah. So, yeah, that totally defeated the purpose. And, like, sure, I want to talk about the game on this pod, but, like, people only want to hear that Lamar is good so many ways, so many times during the year. I will say that, though that he's not only fun to talk about every Monday and how great he is, but how fucking cool he is. He's got to be one of the coolest NFL players of all time. Yeah. Where do you think he ranks? Well, depends on your definition of cool, but I, uh, I rate him higher because he's also 
humble. That's that's a big one. Seems like a good guy. Man, what a good kid, dude. After the game, you know, he's got his hype man and Mark Ingram, who is a terrific player, terrific dude. And literally, he just does not, he doesn't play ball with anybody wanting to like, they, they want him to hype himself up. He just won't do it. Yeah. Gives credit to his teammates. Seems like a great guy to play with. I see him, you know, after every score, engaged with his teammates, thanking them, pumping them up. He's got to be up there for me. A couple other off the top of my head that were all-time coolest football players. Um, Are these ones I gave you? No. I liked my list a lot. Yeah, what's your list? Bo Jackson. Very cool. Lawrence Taylor. Primetime. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Dion? Yeah. Who else eh. is primetime? I mean, he did a lot of cool things. Yeah, I dude. wouldn't put him at coolest. He's high-stepping. Yeah, but that's a subjective thing. What's cool to you, cool to me, I don't know. No doubt. Go back to what I said. It depends on what your definition of cool is. I, 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 you, I raise your prime time, Randy Moss. Okay. West Virginia, straight cash homie, Moss. Also yep. actually a humble person. Um, among all the bravado, beneath all the bravado. I think he's legitimately humble dude. Super cool the times I've met him. Um, he's just super. I, John Riggins, I put up, put up there. His football life has got to be one of the best I've ever seen. Talk about a guy that lived in a trailer on the B- Potomac. Mm. He would he would like crash like actual government high class dinners and just get beer drunk. Sounds one of the best of football life I haven't seen. You gotta check that one out. I also like uh, Ray Guy. Ray Guy was a good one too. Uh, I'm going to put George Kittle has a chance to be one of the all-time coolest if he keeps this up. I haven't seen much from him off the field. You can tell on the field how cool he is. So here's a wild card. Andre Risen. Hear me out. Bad Moon Risen. Bad Moon Risen. Great football player. Dated somebody from TLC. And it's not that I don't like you could easily argue that somebody from TLC dated Andre Risen. I'm not like minimizing the successes of TLC. Um, it was Left Eye Lopez. Correct. It took me a second. She burned his house down. Now, that doesn't necessarily make you cool, but you got to be pretty fucking cool. You got to have something going on to get somebody to burn your house down. People don't just burn your house down because you're not cool. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Takes a lot of passion and admiration to burn somebody's house down. That level of commitment and disappointment can only stem from somebody cool not giving you what you want or something going wrong in a relationship with somebody that cool. They were just too, so cool it, over, it overcame you and you had to burn their house down. And those were cool unis the Falcons wore. Yeah. Nobody was hurting that fire though. What about C. Long? Pretty cool. I'm all right. Sure oh. are trying hard with those pictures on your own. Oh, the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're probably trying pretty, trying pretty hard with that shit stain on your khakis there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And your mountain boots. Mm. That's a different look for you. Gosh, I regret going in right there. Uh, so I wonder, and by the way, Jack Youngblood's got to make the, Jack Youngblood, the blood right back here. Probably the coolest 
football player I have in my phone book. That's a flex. Mm. Jack was a big C. Long fan in, in St. Louis. Jack played with a broken leg. Jack also is just generally cool as shit. Um, I wonder, as cool as Lamar is, if this thing goes the way we, we think it'll go, God willing, he stays healthy. Greg Roman stays. They continue to get better. Let's say they win a couple championships. In five years, do people hate the Ravens? Because right now, nobody hates the Ravens. Good question. My answer is no. So they're immune to the dynastic um, effect of disliking the team, the resentment thing. And are there any dynasties that you remember that people actually didn't hate? Yeah, that's a good question. Bulls? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah, Bulls never felt like the Cowboys or anything. The Cowboys felt chalky, but, but something about Michael Jordan and the grittiness of that city and that group and the 90s NBA, bro. And it was also the fact that the Bulls had, the Bulls had a lot of, there was a lot of competition there. I mean, the Bulls had to lose before they, they won. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that turn of the decade there, it wasn't all theirs. So it took Mike a while to win his championship. So I just wonder if Lamar coming in so quick, having all this success, right now everybody loves it, or we can get tired of the Patriots turning the lights on and off at M&T Bank Stadium, which you don't like anyways. Right. But are we going to get tired of that whole thing? I find it hard to imagine, but it happens. I mean, when Steph Curry came in the league, did everybody hate Steph Curry? Nah. Nah, people hate him now. Some. Tom Brady? Tom Brady, they were the team that upset the greatest show on turf at one point. Everybody loved him then. He was the kid that was built like making Gunner. Yep. That, uh, that ran a 40 super awkward and stepped in for Drew Bledsoe and now look at him. Darth Vader. So, interesting to think about if the Ravens ride this, uh, what could soon be a 12 game winning streak into the playoffs and win it all, does that championship resentment start to creep in? I think they might be bulletproof because Lamar is one of the coolest dudes I've ever seen play football. A lot of dudes are cool. Not a lot of dudes can be cool and do what he does on the field. Let's go bowl games, right? Because tis the season. Okay. Uh, You had a list of superlatives looking ahead to the bowl games. Go. Yeah, my best game is Clemson-Ohio State. My best game in the non-Clemson-Ohio State division is Texas-Utah. Alamo Bowl. Can I stop you? Please. Who wins the Clemson-Ohio State game? Ohio State. Ah! It's the first time I've said that. You're just one of those Dabo haters. Yeah. Keep it going. Feeding the fire. Um, do you want to jump in with your best game, or do you want to do yours after me? I'll go after you. Okay, worst game. Eastern Michigan and the Pitt Panthers in the Quick Lane Bowl. I disagree. I'll get into that in a bit. Day after Christmas. Best bowl name, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Runner-up, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Where does the word Gasparilla come from? Yeah, great question. Um, as most know, the word Gasparilla. Most? Yeah. Anybody on the set know what Gasparilla means? Refers to... Um, a, lot of, a lot of horizontal head nodding. Gasparilla 
Maber for oh. oh man, I guess you don't know. No, I don't know. Holy shit! And you put it as your best bowl name. This is one of the worst lists I've ever heard. Bad you, boy mowers, bro. That's pretty cool. Is, do you imagine the guy pushing the mower or being a ride-on mower? He's riding. Yeah. Yeah. What's he like a a bike? He's in a biker gang, but he's mowing his. My worst bowl name is the New Mexico Bowl. Why? You got something against New Mexico? It's, it's the name of a state and then a bowl. Okay. New Mexico Bowl. Okay. Honorable mention, Red Box Bowl. Best uni matchup, potentially, USC and Iowa. I would agree with you there. I guess, but I didn't see a lot of great ones out there. No. There's Worst uni think. matchup potential, Utah State, Ken State. I imagine a lot of piping. <laughs> I imagine the school name like this big right yeah, here, yeah, making your numbers all a lot of uh, shadow yeah. number font. Mm-hmm. Probably gross. That's the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. No, yes. Uh, I like this question. Best time slot for me. It this is, is what America wants to see: the Tropical Smoothie. We need to put booger on that game. Yes, the best time slot for me is Rose Bowl. January 1st, 5 p.m. Oh, on the beautiful. East Coast. Shaking off the hangover. Oh. We'll be down in Miami celebrating possibly. Potentially con. I got a bird taking me back on, on New Year's Eve. But let's we can talk re- about let's that revisit after that. the show. I'd love to ring in the New Year with you. Okay, likewise. Honorable mention time slot, SoFi Hawaii Bowl, Christmas Eve, 8 p.m. Not bad. If you're under a roof with a lot of people... They're heading to bed. Kids are going to bed. You're still wrapping presents. Who's playing in that game? Sure. Hawaii and BYU. Actually, not the worst game. And maybe an okay uni matchup. I actually think so too. Worst time slot, Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Buffalo and Charlotte, Friday, December the 20th at 2 p.m. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Are people even off work yet? No. Friday the twentieth? I don't know. I've never like I've never had work. like Christmas off stuff like Yeah, nah. People are at work at two okay. PM on the twentieth. That's my list. Oh, that's your list. My best game is the Rose Bowl. Okay. Oregon, I- Wisconsin. Iconic. Uh great uni matchup, potentially, depending on what Oregon oh, comes it's with. New school versus old school. It could clash. Red and yeah, green. It, it looks could. like Christmas, which I, I like guess red is and a- green is appropriate. Anything you throw on that gorgeous ass field. And it'll look like a rose. That gorgeous stadium. I love that stadium. What's the stadium called? The Rose Bowl. That's right. I love that stadium. Where's it located? Pasadena. Right. What's it called? What's the nickname? Granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. You know a thing or two. Two and a half point line It's going to be a good game. Two really intriguing pro prospects there. Herbert Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, best bowl name, I'm going to go Hawaii or the Bahamas Bowl if you cut the beginning off of the Bahamas Bowl. Because what kid doesn't want to go to the two, those two bowls? Are you going to want to go to the Shreveport Bowl or the Bahamas Bowl? <clears throat> I mean, that name rings bells if I'm a college kid. By the way, I got a passport. My, uh, I think it was sophomore year, we had an opportunity to go to the Champ Sports, Champ Sports Bowl in Orlando. We had exams here at Virginia. I remember it well. So we went to Boise. Boise. Yeah, that was my freshman year. So we went from first year. I don't really do that whole thing. Also, don't do the suit and tie thing. Sorry, at games. Yeah. Also, don't do the not full stadium thing for Virginia Tech. Let's get that right next year, Virginia fans. 
it's fucking true. It was very close. Eh, well, let's get full, full. This is called the come up, okay? Okay. Not, not the up. Well, we kind of were first in the coastal at that point. All right, bro. I'm not going to drop it until you just move on. You're not going to drop it until I move on? Until you say, yeah, you could be right. Let's move on. I'd love to packed house. Let's get a packed house. Every ball game. That'd be great. I want all the freshmen there. I want all the sophomores Uh, there. I want all the juniors there. Inside baseball, for some of you listening in Virginia, we call it first year, second year, third year, fourth year. I'm all about traditions. Two traditions I'm not crazy about, or I'm very indifferent on calling it freshman or first year. I I consistently say freshman year, uh, sophomore year, whatever. Mr. Jefferson said learning never ends. It's a lot Mr. Jefferson could have learned, isn't there? Um, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> where were we? I'm going to say the Bahamas Bowl would be terrific because as a kid who my first year at UVA had an opportunity to go to Orlando and then ended up in Boise on the blue turf playing like dodging dead birds, you know, diving onto the blue field thinking it's like a lake. Um, and, and we got hosed on a and we got, call. We got hosed on a call. We got... We blew a huge lead to Fresno State. No one wanted to go to that post-game party with Al Groh. He was not happy. Mm. Uh, I think he like lit his bowl gear on fire, <laughs> by the way. Um, so yeah, worst bowl name, I'm going to go with the Red Box Bowl. What is a Red Box even? Isn't it that thing at Harris Teeter where you get movies out for a dollar? DVDs? Yeah. Is it not? Times they are changing, man. We, we're going digital now. Your phone dropped. Watch out. There might be some chocolate melted on the ground somewhere. Unlike you, I'm, I'm a little chocolate's not going to hurt me. Uh, Idaho, Idaho Potato Bowl, I think, is just... That's got to be one of the least exhilarating bowl names. Again, it's, I assume, in Boise. One of the only municipalities in that entire giant state. Yeah, but dog... That's shaped like a foam finger. Boise, Idaho is kind of cool. Boise, Idaho is low-key a cool city. Yeah. Cool city, not where you want to play a bowl game, though. Okay. The name, though, Slice yeah. of Americana. Yeah, it's a Slice of Americana. Uh, where were the, the, the bowl gifts for the Boise, Idaho Bowl during the uh, potato famine? <laughs> not too soon. Happened hundreds of years ago. Was it hundreds of years ago? The potato famine? Yeah, the great one. What do you think? I'm going to say it was like 1816. Or was it 1916? Mid-19th century. Oh, when was that? Not 1816. So it was like 1850. Yeah, like 1845. You see, that could be misleading to some people who don't know how to classify um, centuries. Yes. So mid-19th century, 1850s, uh, the, uh, what's the word? The statute of limitations on like just making a, a joke and passing about the potato famine. I think we're good. And a bowl game that would not have existed. Also, people don't generally... I'm Irish, so I can make the joke. Um, Also, the Cheez-It Bowl is not a great bowl name. Bad take. Any bowl game with a Z in it, (laughs) not a good bowl. That's a better take, but Cheez-It Bowl, that's a good name. Get a lot of Cheez-Its at that bowl. Would you be willing to post a poll on your Twitter yeah. That says, hey, y'all, is Cheez-It Bowl a good bowl name or a bad bowl name? Yeah, I could do that. And do it now before the show's released, and we'll see 
what people say. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Uh huh. And if people say it's a good name, I win. Good. And you you, cl- you could use a win. You've got you, a shit stain on your Dockers. It's chocolate or something. Uh, uh uni matchup. I like USC Iowa. I like OU LSU. I like Iowa State Notre Dame. I think Iowa State have really nice uniforms. Say it again. Iowa State Notre Dame. Ugh, Iowa State? I love their uniforms. Just mustard and ketchup. I kind of like their uniforms. Okay. Virginia, Florida? That has the potential. Yeah, depending on the how it comes down. Virginia's the home team. Yeah. And it's under the light. So I bet the Who's go all blues would be my guess, unless they go crazy because it's the Orange Bowl and do an, an orange out, which Ooh, could be... That could be elite. Could be elite, could be not elite. Um, we'll see. Gators will Under the lights, orange, on grass, orange. I couldn't be happier. Um, what was the bowl game we almost ended up in? This year? Yeah. What would have been the next tier for us? Uh, probably uh, Camping World. In Jacksonville? Orlando. Whew, what a come up for us yeah. as, as, as uh, bowl goers. I also like Wisconsin, Oregon, as I mentioned. The worst is Central Michigan, San Diego State University. Yep. Mixed reds. Yep. Like a maroon, a red, a yellow, like the f- San Diego State, awful logo. It, I feel like when it was designed, it was cool. About 20 years ago, that thing comes out, and yeah. it's like nice. It, it's like one of those NBA uniforms that, that if you took it away, you'd probably yearn for it now, like a Utah Jazz type thing. Like that S we always drew when we were mm-hmm. in school. Stussy. Right. Yeah. Um, a team that deserved a better bowl. That's App State for me in the New Orleans Bowl. App State played their asses off this year, including in their conference championship. Well, and I think they're about 17-point favorites, so that's a clear sign you deserve better. Yeah, you deserve better. The Cultural Clash or New Friendship Bowl. You mentioned a really poignant one last week. um, Thank you. Last pod. Arizona State, Florida State. Yeah. Probably Fast Friends. Sun Bowl. Probably never met, as you said. And yet it's going to be Spider-Man meme. Yeah, dude. Looking in the mirror. uh Uh-huh. Are there any that you think are a big clash? Um, let's see. Minnesota-Auburn, perhaps? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You be Minnesota, I'll be Might Auburn. as well be another country. Hey, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Sorry. Uh, take care, y'all. Take care. Hey, y'all take care. <laughs> y'all take care. Don't you worry about it. Team that, uh, you know, uh, oh, the bed check bowl. That's <clears throat> Buffalo at <clears throat> the Bahamas Bowl. This is alien territory for these guys. You go from, like, getting drunk at bars um, under overcast skies with a bunch of factory workers to going to, like, a swim-up bar in the Bahamas. And Danger Zone, this is your... Two o'clock kick on a Friday for those Buffalo Bulls. Oh, yeah. It's going to get ugly. Uh, Pittsburgh Eastern Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl. I'm going to dub that the Dark Mustache Guy Bowl. This is a funny take. That stadium is going to be filled with dudes north of 40 with dark to gray dark mustaches. I also think fans of this bowl will love some Quick Lane gear. Quick Lane, I'm assuming, sells auto parts and DIY stuff with the cars eastern michigan pittsburgh i just feel like a lot of those folks like getting under some you know like getting on that little dolly and getting under a car and just getting some shit done yeah dark mustaches can you picture it yeah most fellas about 
200 bills, two bills. North. Yeah. North. Yeah. Built fellas. Yeah. Yeah. And some bigger fellas. Bigger fellas. Also. Not many skinny fellas. No. A high propensity to get into fisticuffs mm-hmm. at this game. Uh, Washington Air Force. This is a, a bowl I'm excited about. It's the Cheez-It Bowl. We can overcome the questionable name because. Washington State. Washington State, sorry. Mike Leach is going to give us two great rants in this bowl. One is going to be about Cheez-Its. Because it's a great name. It's only great because Mike Leach has unlocked its greatness. Second, he's going to give us this big rant about how airplanes are cool and it doesn't make any sense that they can fly. (laughs) Guaranteed, Mike Leach is going to talk about how airplanes defy the laws of gravity. And it's going to be magical. I used to drunk dial Mike Leach. Why'd you stop? Don't hang out with Danny Amendola on the regular anymore. Danny has his number uh, from Texas Tech who beat us in the Gator Bowl. So every time we would go out, and you've heard this story, we'd go to Bonnaroo or go out, we just drunk dial Mike Leach. And he'd stay on the phone for about an hour. I saw Danny Dola at the NCAA National Championship game. Yeah, he, he owes me a tattoo. Texas Tech. Yes, yeah. He does. We made a bet. In the concourse for the game that had the who's won, Danny would have to get a tattoo uh, and, and vice versa. Not the, it wouldn't have been the first tattoo bet I lost. No, you won't. We still have to, to, share that? yeah, we still have, well, they know it's the, it's my linebacker coach. Uh, when we won the Super Bowl, I had to get a tattoo. So we'll, we'll get to that in a few weeks. We'll probably, I need to lose a couple pounds after the offseason before I'm like pulling up my shirt. Yeah. Yeah, not, not on Taco Bell Day. It's a large tattoo though. Larger than I intended it to be. Uh, I'm going to go most ironic bowl, Tax Slayer Bowl. Okay. Because I assume that Tax Slayer offers a plethora of services, all which are predicated on you having taxable income. And any player creating the cash flow surrounding this game, 100% is not getting paid. So, like, what the fuck are you doing at the Tax Slayer Bowl? That's, that's clever of you. It's very ironic the bowl. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Is that what it is now? Yeah. Your, mm. your last bowl game. My last bowl game. Mine, mine too, as an undergraduate. Let's do some uh, NFL quick hits. You ready? These all have to be under a minute. Okay. The New York Giants release the Jackrabbit. Schwa. Uh, 2016 class of free agents. They include uh, Olivier Vernon, Damon Snacks, Harrison, who have both been traded, respectively, to the Browns and the uh, and the Lions. And Jenkins is now cut. So the question is: Is he really hurt? Uh, and that'll dictate where he goes. Is he going to make a playoff run? Obviously, a, a, a tasteless tweet and his uh, his unwillingness to walk it back seemed almost convenient and, and intentional trying to uh, jump ship there, man overboard. He's played really actually pretty decently this year other than the Mike Evans torching and a couple tackles he turned down. Turned down. But what, what corners aren't turning down tackles these days? That's right. I think if you put Jackrabbit, and I've seen Jackrabbit be physical because I play with him in St. Louis. He used to be a guy that would stick his hat in there. I think on the right team he will. I think he's not hurt. I think he gets picked up somewhere uh, to, to make a run. 57 seconds. Nice, right on time. If this is it for Brady in the NFC, in the AFC East, uh, is your money on the Jets or the Bills? 
Well, I would say, uh, I want to say the Jets because of Darnold ceiling and Joe Douglas being uh, a great GM. A lot of what we did in, in, in Philly, he didn't get a lot of credit for, but um, he was a major driver behind the scenes and getting a lot of folks, me included there. Um, the Bills have a young core on defense. They have Jordan Phillips, uh, Edmonds, White, and Oliver, all like 22, 24, 26, 27 years old. And I like the head coach better. I mean, Gase to me is unproven. McDerm- McDermott's done a really good job. Uh, what do you do with Le'Veon in New York? Got some years left on his deal. I think there's an out in 2020. The Jets have lost six of eight to Miami. No bueno. And the Bills have won five of six. So uh, when you look at Allen, yeah, I like Darnold better, but he's quietly thrown only one pick in the last eight, eight games. And right now, if you're a Bills player, it's probably a pretty awesome place to play. I mean, the fan base has to be energized. The Pats sign a viral kicker. Uh, I thought it was an Onion article when I saw this um, because it's the most unpatriot-like thing I've ever seen. Does it mean panic? Hell yes, it means panic. They need a kicker. And the last thing Bill's going to do is let um, a kicker lose him a game. So this is how deep in the well they've gone for a kicker. They they sign like a trick shot kicker. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm, I'm excited for the kid. He looks, I mean, the videos are great. I think he'll also be shocked. I'd love to see the first time he tries to pull one of those viral videos at the facility and realizes that there's a no like cameras in the facility rule. Like mm. nothing. You can't even get on your Snapchat there. I mean, Terrence Knight and, and I were in the same year when we came in as free agents and in camp. I think he did like a, you know, I'm excited to be at work. It's my first time I paid you your place. And he got called in the office like the next day. Oh. Like we don't take pictures in here. Um, pretty interesting. Adrian Peterson is a couple hundred yards away from a thousand on the year, which would net him a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Good for him. I can only imagine being a guy uh, who's chasing the, the records that he's chasing and had an illustrious uh, illustrious career like he has, only to get boxed out by a coach who's not even there anymore. He's coming out on top, um, and I hope he gets the uh, the bonus. Funny story, uh, back in 2010, I, I needed one more sack to surpass my eight-sack uh, eight bonus, and I got to eight and a half uh, and on the last game of the season uh, against the 49ers. I think it was Christmas. It was Christmas. It was right after Christmas. You know, when you watch a game, and they have the... Uh, one of my favorite things is watching a game, and they have the uh, Christmas lights mm-hmm. wrapped around the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, pl- last drive of the game, swiped Anthony Davis... Knocked the ball out on uh, Alex Smith. Fred Robbins recovery. Multi-million dollar bonus. Mm. Nice. As time expired. Not in the game, but for my season. Are you buying Ryan Tannehill long term? I am buying Ryan Tannehill. I, uh, I've said it a lot before. I went from absolutely not being able to stand the guy to really liking him now. He's, he's playing for a big contract as much as anybody in the league right now. And playing for the few, there's as much there's as much hinges on him as it does anywhere in the league with an individual player. Uh, they've got Houston, New Orleans, and Houston again, so two big division rivals. You'd probably think that you need to beat Houston to to be the class of the AFC uh, South. I think they're going to do it at least once. I think, and among QBs with 150 passes, here's where he ranks: completion percentage above expectation is plus 10. That's first. Yards per attempt. 9.8, that's first. Net yards per pass play is eight. That's first. The only thing you do better is start faster. And some of that could be skewed, but the Titans are bottom five in first possession scores. I like the Titans. 
Gruden pronounces it Tanny Hill if you want to be Does cool he? moving forward. Does yeah. He? yeah. Seattle Seahawks. Mm. What is their biggest problem? Uh, it's, I mean, it's obviously the implosion factor. I've said this before in four of their biggest games this year. They've allowed um, scores on special teams or defense, which is really not a good thing to get in the habit of doing. Also, their ace running back now with, with Rashad Penny being out for the year with an ACL is still Chris Carson, who has a propensity to just chuck the ball on the ground uh, with no no regard for uh, for ball security. But Wilson has been sacked or hit on 25% of plays in the pass game. That's 29th out of 35. And the Hawks have produced a sack or a hit on 14% of pass plays, which is 30 seconds. So that and the turnovers up front, especially the rush on both sides of the ball, is gonna I, I think is what's going to weight them down in the playoffs. When running is Lamar in harm's way. Well, Greg Roman had a quote that said he's actually safer uh, running and being out of the pocket and being uh, and having some some expectation of getting hit and being able to dictate the terms. And I think that's a compelling argument coming from that guy because his track record. And uh, I looked at a Warren Sharp tweet. He's had three uh, mobile quarterbacks, of course, with Tyrod, uh, with Lamar and Cap, not counting Alex Smith. I wonder why we didn't count him. Hmm. Um, running quarterbacks was the classification. So I would ask whoever. Whoever diced those stats up, why we didn't include Alex Smith. But if we're going with the three guys, that's 91 starts, three games missed. Tyrod Taylor missed for a little bit with an eight, uh, MCL. Um, I wonder where Tyrod got that. I would, I would guess it was probably in the pocket. But I think there's something compelling to this point. I mean, guys get hurt when they're flat-footed and they're sitting there and they're not expecting of a hit. Lamar's a great athlete. He does a great job of not getting hit hard. The New Orleans Saints have lost a couple players, including Marcus Davenport. You asking if that's bad? Yeah. Um, I think it's a big loss for them. I, I, I do think he's played better than the numbers say, but San Francisco, you know, the team that you're looking at on the other end of the uh, NFC have, have also lost a lot of players. DJ Jones for the season. Richard Sherman has been battling injuries. He's probably going to miss Sunday. D Ford is out for like it's the, re- the rest of the regular season with a, a hamstring issue. I never had those. wasn't fast enough, so I can't relate. Uh Quan Williams, concussion, and of course, Quan Alexander. Um, you got a correction for me? Kwan. Kwan, yeah. yeah. I know I butchered that. It's okay. Quan uh, Alexander, it doesn't even count as a correction if I catch it. You're, you're running out of time here. Quan Alexander being hurt for a while now uh, has, definitely, has definitely hurt them. Sean Payton uh, went to Whole Foods. <laughs> Was it Whole Foods? Yeah. So he yelled at the butcher at Whole Foods? God bless you, yes. Thank you. Shwa. Sean Payton um, had an outburst in the butcher shop at Whole Foods recently. Uh, I would have pegged Sean as more of a French Quarter butcher shop guy. Like he's going to go to one of the real ones. It was post-game, I think. So I think he just needed to know that it was open. Yeah, you're right. Shout out to JM Stock in Charlottesville. Yep. Wonderful butcher shop here. Some of the best biscuits uh, in the area. Uh, Sean Payton yelled... Yelled at the guy uh, because the guy was critical of something the Saints were doing. I think it was giving up about 50 points to the Niners. It's a two-point conversion. Oh, it was a two-point conversion. Why did you go for two? And Sean yelled it, yelled back, uh, you worry about your meat. Frickin' meat. You worry about your frickin' meat. <laughs> it's great. Gotta love Sean Payton. I can really hear him saying that because I've seen him talk shit on the field. And he explained it further. He circled back. He, he was joking. But was, it, it was a good one. Yeah, I mean, but I love it. I just, I, I like Sean Payton. I've come around on Boop. him. Yeah. Uh, OBJ, SOS. 
Yeah, he get wants me out, out of here. Cleveland. Kind of like you on this pod. <laughs> you got that yeah, right. Uh-huh. You got shit stains on your Dockers. Um, <laughs> no, he's got chocolate on his Dockers. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard of people doing this. You know, he's, he's pretty sloppy with it. It's almost like he makes sure the cameras hear him. You could always text your buddy and say, get me out of here. But guys that need to be gotten out of wherever they are, bring the helicopter down and extract A.J. Green the fuck out of Cincinnati. The mm-hmm. guy's wasting his career. Maybe he goes to Dallas because they might let Cooper walk. They might think they have enough with Gallup. He might be a cheaper option. Shaq Barrett, who I think should be in the conversation for defensive player year, he won't get it. He'll probably give it to Nick Bosa, who's got eight sacks. Uh, Joey Bosa, speaking of the Bosa's, they might blow the whole Chargers thing up, and he's going to waste a lot of productive years. Calais Campbell, I think he's stuck in a big contract. New England would be perfect. Don't you dare say that next name. Saquon. Oh. Wasting his career. How dare you? In New York. I mean, these running backs don't have long shelf lives. Von Miller. Boop, 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 boop. Von Miller, he's going to stay in Denver. It's probably a legacy thing. He's already got his ring. He's got his boop, best bookend since DeMarcus Ware. Ten former NFL players charged Thursday in a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud the league's healthcare benefit program by submitting false claims for medical equipment. Yeah, this is going to be bad. Usually, as a player, uh, when we see players do bad things, in general, as a collective in the media and on social media and such, we always take the player's side. That's just like kind of what players do. Um, it'd be really hard to take their side because they are robbing the players, in essence, by defrauding this fund. So, a lot of names in there that you'd be familiar with. Joe Horn. A lot of cell phone jokes I saw on Twitter. Mm. Um, Clinton Portis. Guy played with James Butler. New York Giants fame. Uh, don't know what they were thinking, man. Really don't. Kind of disappointing. Very disappointing. It reminds me of uh, the only story that I could find that was kind of like it was the in the 80s, the head of the PA for uh, uh, the NHL was was robbing or skimming off the top money that was supposed to go to a lot of the players, including Bobby Orr. Uh, it's unprecedented in our game. It totally runs counter to what we're talking about doing, which is taking care of each other. Hypothetical Monday night football booth. I don't know. I kind of want to kick this back to you. Okay. Yeah? I have play-by-play guys I like. Um... I want to say something about Joe Buck. Yeah. He's really good. I don't understand what people's problem is with Joe Buck. He's really good. What do you think their problem is? The Cardinals dislike in baseball? Well, and he's, he's talked about it a lot. I mean, people think he comes across as arrogant. and How? He's, he's done what he can I think it's to. just his voice is kind of nasally. I, he's great. He's, he's it's, really. It's effortless. He's really good. Yeah. Other guys, Kevin Harlan, top-notch, Iron Eagle. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ian. Khan, Ian. I know, it's weird. Um, analyst? Oh, let's put Rondé Barber in there. Yeah, nice. Did um, you like Dennis Miller when he was there? No. That was such a weird experiment. Not. Kornheiser? Uh, no. Okay. But John Gruden. More than Miller. I miss Gruden. Yeah. Gruden made my night football fun. This guy. This guy. Uh... Analysts, where are the analysts? Maybe you. No, I'm, and I've said this before. Monday Night Football is the biggest Trojan horse in sports. Hey, here's a check. Go do Monday Night Football. Oh, it's a lot of money. It's awesome. I get to be on TV in front of a lot of people. No, they're going to give you a check 
just so you can get made fun of for three years, one, two, three years, and then you're going to be rich as fuck but too embarrassed to walk outside your house and spend your money. I don't know. I think if you're good at it, it can make your career. Where are you on Romo? Love Romo. If it's the best booth out there, give me Harlan and Romo. Nice. So let's do mailbag real quick. Okay. Nunya asks, why do you hate the Rams? The dumbest question I've ever heard. Like literally ever heard. You know, I, the first time I left, when I left New England, if it wasn't for the Rams moving to LA, I, I, I wanted to go back and play for the Rams. Like I wanted to finish my career where it started. But unfortunately, that ship had sailed to LA. Uh, I'm also still friends with Jeff Fisher, who, who cut me. I'm still friends with uh, Les Snead. Had dinner with him this, this summer in Montana. Cooked him a nice meal. Mm. Had him over to the house. Uh, I text with Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers on the reg. Why do you hate him? It's weird. It's, like, it's almost like I don't mind him. And it's almost like football fans are giant fucking babies. Mm. And they just want so much attention unless you give it to them or you talk about their team, you hate the Rams. I literally have two Super Bowl rings. Why would I care about a team that cut me and enabled me to have those two Super Bowl rings? Like, why would that upset me? Please, like, I know it's mailbag, but it doesn't mean just, like, take a dump in an envelope and send it in. Debate Your Granny asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a sandwich if you cut the bun in half. You know how the buns come connected? I know about the buns, yeah. Yeah, if you just rip that bad boy apart, then it's a sandwich. Two sides. Huh. Yeah. Answer is no. It's not a sandwich. Not currently. It's a hot dog. Andrew, is a Philly cheesesteak a sandwich? Yeah. It is? Yeah. I would say it depends on if it's connected in the middle. It's a cheesesteak. Come on, dude. Andra Showgirl44 asks. <laughs> Showgirl44? I think so. At your funeral, what's the one song you'd have played? Closing time. Nice. Semisonic. <laughs> yes, sir. Probably. That's good. Yeah. You should get that on vinyl. I'm a big vinyl guy. Yeah. Send it to the address. It doesn't exist. I don't know if there's any more even available as people are buying semi-sonic vinyl. Yeah. At such a high click. Clip. Yeah, well, you fucked up last week, right? What? You, uh, yeah, you said chomping at the bit. It's champing at the bit. That's not true. BS. How much you want to bet? A million dollars. Yeah? Yeah. Now, if, if, Brian Nelson. No, 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 no. Chopping, chopping. You no, no, hold on. Want to argue that it's now become a part of the lexicon because all you idiots have said it wrong for so long. I'm not buying it. It's champing at the bit. Champ at the bit. It's an equestrian frickin' term. How much you want to bet? Well, I guess I would adjust the bet to say is chomping a separate and acceptable term at this point. You're going to find something that says it's acceptable because it's been said wrong for so long. Next mail. It's champing question. at the bit. What, mm, what do you want to bet? Let's, Re- let's work on this off air. Eagles 52 asks, who wins the NFC East? I mm. think the Cowboys actually win the NFC, we- uh, NFC East. NFC week. NFC week. I think the Cowboys win the NFC week. week. 
I think the Cowboys... He's not even high. He's just full. I think the FC East is actually won by the Cowboys. They're going to lose it, and Jason Garrett's going to get fired, so they're going to be winners in the long run. I think the, you know, coming to Philly, even as jacked up as everybody is there, and as much bullshit as they've had to deal with this this year, I think uh, I think the the Cowboys take an L in Philly. And for the first time, the Eagles beat the Cowboys with Zach active on the roster. Go to the playoffs, lose the first round. So your answer is Philly. Yeah, Philly. But the Cowboys shocking. The the Cowboys win it in essence because this will force them to make changes that they desperately need to make. Buzz on food asks, best Jay Z album. Reasonable doubt. Okay. The Fake Nuts asks, <laughs> can you get Justin Smith on after you explain to him what a podcast is? Can we find Justin Smith? That's what he's asking, I reckon. Raccoon hat. Like, guaranteed he's wearing a raccoon hat somewhere. With the tail. Like, just, what's he doing right now? Just hammering Bud Heavies with a raccoon hat on. If I, could, if I could locate him, I would love to have him on the pod. One of the most, it's one of my favorite jerseys I was ever able to swap. It's, uh, it's top shelf for me, the legend. Also has a, like a, a tattoo that somebody in the Navy circa 1940 would get before they got shipped off to like Guam. The tiny Anheuser-Busch little tattoo. Short answer would be that, yeah, I'd love to have him on the pod. Does he know what a podcast is? It's a great question. Frank asks, who is the most annoying player to play against? Annoying. Larry Fitzgerald. So good. So nice. So physical. Like, nice guy. Smiling. And then just like, tear your team a new asshole. Also, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, could, could join the come get me sweepstakes. Love to see him get a ring. Average Sean asks, who's your dream interview? Um, Danny McBride, Sturgill Simpson, Stephen Colbert. Reincarnated Otis Redding. Dylan Windler Stan account asks, who is the funniest trash talker you've ever played against? I played with Brandon Graham and he's hilarious. He's hilarious. All he does is talk, but he's never being mean. Yeah, Brandon Graham. Do you want to see some Phil Rivers? Yeah, I would love to see some Phil Rivers. Hey, Sam T, you see I ain't talking, right? Stay humble, bro. Stay humble, bro. I can say nothing. I can be excited. Yeah, but don't do that by my ear. Don't do it by my ear, man. I will do it by my ear. I will do it by my ear. No, no, no. Hey, what's up? That's what I do. I holler at you after the game. Sam T, just keep talking. I will do it by your ear. I can be excited. I will do it by your ear. By the way, Yannick is a tremendous rusher. And I just complimented Maryland. Can't believe I did it. And the Jags. Yeah. All righty, Chris. I think we had ourselves a day. Mm. This was one for the Bucks.
Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> do you match your socks to your khakis? I got new. Um, I got new. I got some new Nike socks for myself. <laughs> and uh, the, gonna need some new Bonobo listen, uh, joints. Listen, the first pair I put on. Yeah. Um, I I got sick on. Mm-hmm. I got sick on them. Yeah. Like vomited on Tuesday night. Yeah. I I really am struggling with this podcast. I don't know if I should. I be feel kind of sick too, honestly. And the second pair I put on have been made fun of on this podcast, and yeah, they do match the color of the pants. Show the the people who tuned in late or skipped ahead to the last few minutes. We show them the stain on your khakis. One if more I time. do, if when I stand up, it's really close. Can we keep it at a wide shot? And I'll show the people. Oh god! And the pants. Uh, yeah right there you got to see see where the camera is yeah yeah so i will uh i will post that on the uh by the way uh the strahan fishbowl interview is out right now shout out to michael strahan giant g-man champ also a tremendous pitch man now and uh tv personality and he was my facebook.com profile picture for a couple years when facebook was a thing it's still a thing. I re-downloaded it um, since I got a new phone. It's pretty great. Yeah, we got in the show. Okay. <laughs> Is that the end of the show? Yeah, it's the end of the show. <laughs> Y'all take care. Okay, so let's hurry up and do the corrections. John from Hermosa didn't care for the uh, Irish history lesson you gave. What did, he, what did he not like about it? Was it an ac- inaccurate? From where I said it was accurate, 1845 yeah. to 49 years. Would have been good to have the Idaho Potato Bowl back then. Gasparilla may refer to Jose Gaspar, who was a mythical Spanish pirate, of course. Mythical. And now, the <laughs> Gas, now the Gasparilla Pirate Festival is a large annual parade held in Tampa, Florida. Also probably one of the capitals of scoring meth. Bad boy mowers meth Want to sh- shout out uh, Julie Ertz. She won an award while we were doing this. She won an award from not tearing her ACL by doing that. How move the right hell? There. It, what's going on with the, like? That's like TB12 method pliability. My favorite Ertz right here. Toughest Ertz, coolest Ertz, best athlete Ertz right here. Other one's not bad either. Shout out to Zach Ertz. We put Julie here with the other. And did you just say what she won? No, what did she win? U.S. Soccer Female Athlete of the Year. The, US whole, the whole country. Female Player of the Year. The whole country. That's right. That would make her Soccer Player of the Year. Of the country. Of the country. Congrats to Julie Arch. Also a big shout out to one of my good buddies, Fletcher Cox, who uh, had a birthday this week. Nice. How, How old? Uh, like 27, I bet. Like 27, I bet, in the corrections section of the show. Like 27, I bet. Nah, bro. 
on Friday, December the 13th. Friday the 13th, Fletcher turned 29 years old. Ooh, Fletch. Gonna be 30 soon. In about a year. Yeah, no shit. I mean, like, I'm, you know, don't need to have a calendar in front of me to realize that. Fletcher's a big, hey, look at me, celebrate my birthday guy. All he talks about all year is, my birthday's in December, Sagittarius season. That whole thing. Congratulations, Fletch. Happy birthday, Fletch. Happy birthday. Anything else? Nah. Gasparilla Bowl, it's a little problematic to me right now. Because he was mythical? No, because Pirates did a lot of fucked up shit, and you liked that bowl name. You said it was the best bowl name, and that's problematic. Mythical Pirates didn't do anything. He's not mythical, he's real. You just applied that adjective to somebody who was absolutely real. Baloney. Okay. Correct you in the corrections. Y'all take care.